Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Well, welcome to the Scottish Sun podcast with myself, Robert Grieve. With me today, Kenny McDonald and David Friel. Evening, chaps. Good afternoon. Hello, Robert. First of all, Scotland game, Kenny. Disappointing performance against Italy in Malta the other night. Another another lacklustre performance from a Scotland team in a friendly, which maybe isn't the biggest surprise, but should we expect more from Gordon Strachan's side these days, or is that the sign of the times? A Scotland team in a friendly at this time of season, is that what we've got to expect? I think I think these games particularly at this time of the, of the season come into the category of being necessary evils. They're lucrative for the SFA because they get remunerated well by, in this case, the Italian and French FAs. They provide Gordon Strachan with a chance to see some of his younger and fringe players against top quality opposition who, we mustn't forget, have the Euros to play for. So, I take your point, it was a disappointing game, it was a disappointing low-key performance, I think only one shot at goal of any of any real standard. The players who were involved can I now at least say they've played against the Italian national team before the Euro finals and uh, and done okay. David Gordon Strachan spoke after the game and he said one of the things that he's been banging on about is the quality and the lack of quality and that we probably really shouldn't be surprised, too surprised anyway about these performances when we play the likes of Italy, a world-class team. Does he have a point? It, it does, but I mean, I, I was at his Sunday press conference last week and he was talking about that as well, about the, the lack of people being able to you know, do a trick and beat someone and the lack of quality and how it's championship players he's got to pick for. And I, I just think there's a bit of doom and gloom about the national team just now. And I don't know whether it's purely because the Euros and, and it's a constant reminder that we're not there, but I just think even Gordon Strachan, the way he's talking, it's it's nothing about the positive future in the World Cup will be great and everything will change. It's more about we're not very good and people need to realise we're not very good and I, I don't know I just feel I, I, I think since the sort of the end of the campaign I, I did think it was a bit bizarre the big fanfare in Gibraltar for the team but I think that the mood towards the national team and even the manager to an extent among the, the fans and just the general feeling has you know diminished and I don't know I think we're going to this World Cup campaign on a complete downer Losing to Italy in, in an end of season friendly is not particularly relevant what is relevant is that Slovakia the other night won in Germany and Slovakia are going to be one of our rivals in the World Cup qualifying session. That's a far more concerning result than losing 1-0 to Italy. In terms of the talent though, Kenny, when you look at the Scotland squad, is there, a, is there enough talent there? Is Gordon Strachan, is he right in what he says about the quality not being high enough? Well, I think Gordon Strachan always says, and David touched upon it, that you know there's nobody that he can pull out the hedge to play for Scotland. Basically, everyone has been tried. There's nobody... Uh, I mean, it's very difficult to make a case for player X because if player X has shown anything at all, John McGinn being a good example, he's had a chance and he will get a chance, presumably, against France this weekend. So, I mean, he's dealing with... Uh, the ca- He's playing with the cards he's been dealt and he's doing the best he can, as far as I can see. Do you agree with that, David? Yeah. I mean, uh, Gordon Strachan has his critics as Scotland manager. Some say he should have been bulleted after that failed campaign. 
I don't agree with that. I, I would have kept him. I know some people, I know a lot of people disagree with that. I, I would have definitely retained the manager in his position. I think we're a functional team. I think we've got some players. I don't think we're any worse than 1 to 10 of Wales, but Wales have got that superstar. There's other teams, probably other countries, that have a superstar, a match winner, somebody that can just go and produce something out of nothing. We don't have that. And So know, what do we do then with this World Cup? Campaign starting in a couple of months' time. We're not going to the Euros. What do, what has to be done? I, I, I think we have to punch, punch up other weight. I mean, I, I, I think you have to go. It was Kenny's touching up on. See Slovakia, for example. You, you can't. You, you know, you need to beat Slovakia at home and take a point away. See, otherwise, we're not going to qualify. That's it. I mean, England are the one you would think will win the group. So if you lose at Wembley, fair enough. But you need to take something at hand against England. For me, I think we've been too happy and, and too over the course of the campaigns just to say, oh, well, it's not a bad point. It is a bad point. See, see, see games that you're meant to win or you need to win. You need to take that leap. You need to take that step. And I don't think we've done it for a long, long time, probably since the, what, what we're talking, Euro 2008, when the, the France games and everything. And even then, that was that came up short. I just think that for, for too long, we've been too happy just to get a point here and there. And it's well, not I mean, in the, the last campaign, we had what seemed at the time a terrific point in Poland. Mm-hmm. And it still didn't help us because we blew it in Georgia. No, and Scotland. Also blew it in Dublin. I always tell Kenny okay, we blew it in Dublin. Yeah, For me, that I, was I, a game I, we could have I, put them I, in. I totally out. agree with. I totally agree with that. But in terms of you know, if you don't, if, if you if you lose in Dublin, you can still go to a finals. If you lose in Georgia, you don't deserve to go to a yeah. finals. You know, well, isn't that the bottom line? Though we didn't deserve to go there, but oh, we're not I, going to France totally, for that reason. Because absolutely. We have no one else to blame but ourselves. And, and the problem so. is, is that you know, talking about England being the next uh, in the World Cup qualifiers, Slovakia had a decent result. Slovenia, a population of two million, and they had a player playing in the Champions League final the other night. Atletico Madrid's goalkeeper is Slovenia's goalkeeper. You know, so I mean, but all these players have, have, as Davey says with Gareth Bale, all these countries have a player that we don't have. But that's what I'm saying. How how do we find those players? How do we find a talent like that? Because as you say, the Wales are Wales aren't any better than us. Yeah. Yet they've got Gareth Bale. Mm-hmm. For me, he's the single most recent reason why they're going to the Euros mm-hmm. because of one player. So. Is it right that we criticise Gordon Strachan and we criticise the setup when we're lacking one talent, one player of real quality to take us to the next level? But if you look at the converse of that, does Michael O'Neill have one fabulous it's player? It's saying that kind of they'd, they'd a very, very yeah. easy, group, easy yeah, group to qualify. Yeah, but they still did it. No, no. They still did it. Would you expect though Northern Ireland to have an impact in this tournament? Um, probably not, but they're still there, and that's the that's the thing. You can only be. I mean, we had an unfortunate draw. I agree with that, but you know, you can still you can do you can be put in a position where you've got to beat what's in front of you, and that's all Northern Ireland did. It's telling though the Euro start a week on Friday, David, and we're not there. It's going to be really galling, isn't it? Another summer, another tournament. Everyone's gearing up. The squads are coming out, and here we are sitting uh, in the office. What's well, horrendous? I mean, as. I mean, can you imagine what the atmosphere? You don't, want to be, you don't want to make it all doom and gloom and everything. But you tend to. No, but it's true though because everybody else is going to a party, and we're not. We're not invited. We've got noses pressed up against the window, looking in when everybody's having the ball, having the time of their lives, and we're not. Kenny, and it's just. It's, I mean, I mean, it's just. I don't know. I was going to say Kenny's old enough to remember covering Scotland at a major tournament. He's far older than us. What's it like, Kenny? Well, you got to remember that in those days they used to play without any air in the ball, so it's slightly different. No, I mean, I, 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 I was lucky enough to do it only twice, but I fear that a lot of guys who are, you know, 
Tartan Army people might not see Scotland playing in a championship finals because this was the opportunity. 24 teams, Albania are there, Northern Ireland are there. You know, surely, goodness, this was the opportunity. Well, I think we're hosting, helping host the tournament in a couple mm. of years' time. <laughs> we should make that one. Well, again, listen, I, I, I agree. I mean, I, I do think... We spoke about Wales, spoke about Northern Ireland. Wales is a superstar Northern Ireland to the easier group. Scotland were probably somewhere, caught somewhere in the middle. You can't tell me Scotland aren't a better team than Northern Ireland. But, that, but, but as this, is, says, this is classic Scottish thing, you know, there's always some reason yeah. rather than just saying, know, we, were, I, I, and that's, we were fourth seeds going into the draw and we finished fourth. We finished where we were supposed to finish. And that comes back to my point where we, we need to stop making those excuses. We need to just go and win. And we need to go with the teams, go to places like Slovakia or Slovenia and get results. We're talking in the office earlier on, David, and one of the things you said, which made me sit up and take notice, was that you think Slovakia are going to have a real impact in this tournament. I think they'll be I think they'll be real dark horses. I do. I genuinely do. I think they're a good team, they're in a great run. Probably the informed team in Europe. Mm. And they have group, but I don't think they should be written off and I think they will be written off. I think most people will just look and think of oh, Slovakia, they'll be. They'll and you be think won. but you think they can win it? I don't think they can win the actual tournament, but I think I think they can definitely get out of that group. Kenny England named their squad today. Jack Wilshire, the Arsenal player in the squad, which seems to be the big surprise. Dan, Danny Drinkwater missing out. Baffling, you say? Baffling. If Danny Drinkwater played for Arsenal and Jack Wilshire plays for Leicester, who goes to the finals? Mm-hmm. What do you think that decision is? Purely circumstantial. What do you think the decision is based on then? Well, clearly Roy Hodgson has a, has a blind spot as far as I'm concerned with Jack Wilshire because Jack Wilshire cannot be match fit. But he likes him. You know, managers like players, so he's picked them. But it's a big gamble because you could easily see Jack Wilshire starting the first game against Russia, isn't it? England's first game. Twenty minutes, he's limping off. You know, and then Roy Hodgson has to justify what looks to me like a very strange decision. Well, that's a big decision for Roy Hodgson. Keep bang up to date with Scottish football by following Sun Sport on Twitter. Big decision today for Alan Stubbs, the Hibs manager. He's been in discussions with Rotherham United, David, about taking over there in the Championship. It's surprised some people that Alan Stubbs may be interested in going down to Rotherham, but, but he's clearly looking to speak to them. Yeah, and, and I mean, I, m- I must admit, my first reaction, and I don't offend the people at Rotherham, but was, but Rotherham, you know, you, it's, you just think to yourself, you know, I, d- I don't class Rotherham as a big club, right? I, c- I could be wrong, I know they're an English Championship, I don't class them as a big club. I think Hibs are a far bigger club than Rotherham. I think everything being equal, you'd prefer to be Hibs and Rotherham. But Rotherham are in the Championship in England, which basically equals money, which means a bigger wage bill, bigger wages. So, the so to the, sorry, David. So then, what makes Hibs a bigger club? Just think traditionally they're a bigger club. Traditionally, just, yeah. But you're talking surely manager managers these days in clubs are are they? Um, you look at the, the money they bring yeah, in. That's, they're, that's what makes them the yeah, big club. That, that's, and right that's now, Rotherham are a different ballpark. Well, that, that's the point I was going. To that that tradition doesn't really matter in, in, in the current modern game because you've got a bigger wage bill, you've got bigger wages and, and therefore they're in the English Championship so it doesn't matter if you're Rotherham or Newcastle, it's appealing for any manager, especially one that's operating right now in the Scottish Championship. I mean Rotherham aren't even a particularly big championship club but their wage bill is £5.6 million. Pounds. They get crowds of 11,000, can yeah. Which is which pretty much on a par with Hibs. Comparable, comparable with Hibs. But 5.6 million wage bill would be what four times hips, shall we say, conservatively. You know, it's just a totally different league, and I can understand why Alan Stubbs would at least be interested in speaking to. 
of Hibs dealt with this the right way. Leanne Dempster spoke last night, making it very clear that they wanted to keep Alan Stubbs, but also they were willing to let him go and speak to them. That, that seems quite wise management in my eyes. I would agree with that. I think as soon as you know your manager has expressed an interest in speaking to them, it's wise to let him do so. It doesn't always equate that a manager speaks to another club and leaves. Stuart McCall was a Motherwell manager and spoke to Sheffield United and came back to Motherwell. You know, but I think if your manager has expressed an interest in speaking to a club who want to speak to him, you really have to let him do it. And you can understand Alan Stubbs as well, I think, anyway. He's won the Scottish Cup with Hibs. Mm-hmm. His, his career there has gone through the roof in the last couple of weeks. What more can he do? He's, un- he's going to be under big pressure at Hibs next season in terms of winning, getting out of the Championship and winning promotion. You could almost argue his, his stock there is as high as it's going to be. It is as high, especially given the fact that you know, the cool facts are that he's failed to win promotion twice. You know, Hibs finished third in the Scottish Championship last year. You know, they were beaten to second place by a Falkirk team with a fraction of the budget. But that has almost kind of been glossed over by the fact that Hibs beat Rangers in the Scottish Cup final. So suddenly Alan Stubbs is a miracle worker. He's, he's ended his 114-year run. It was his second major final of the season. And I do think Alan Stubbs has got something as a manager. But that has almost glossed over the fact that he hasn't won promotion. And he's going to be under major pressure next year to win promotion if he does stay. So I, I think now he has to strike well Alan saw it. And I, I think you know if it's not Rotherham, it will be somebody who will go this summer. If the job became available, Kenny, which it looks as though it might, it's going to be a, 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 an attractive job for someone. Mm-hmm. It's going to be an attractive job for a lot of people. It just depends what Hibs thinking is. Do they want to take a chance with another, like Alan Stubbs, who was before he got the Easter Road job, an untried senior manager? Do they want to go for a safe pair of hands? Do they want to go back to someone they've had before? You know a Mixu Patalainen or even someone like an Alec McLeish would they be tempted by it would Billy Davis want to be would, would a lot of these guys would they go into the championship you know because what Davis said earlier on is that Hibs traditionally are a big club but they're not playing in the right division for a lot of managers a lot of managers aren't going to go there uh, to kick around the championship so there is real potential there though David isn't there Alan Stubbs you look at the crowd he had for the cup final there's real potential there. there's a fan base there which if you get the team playing well enough and you move the club forward you could build something there. yeah I mean Hibs for me are one of the top five clubs in Scotland I would say and you know you saw the crowds the other day you saw the scenes in the streets of Leith they're going to be in Europe in a couple of weeks great training ground great stadium good some good young players I mean, there's, there's huge potential and I, I do wonder whether someone you know a couple of guys Kenny's mentioned there think you know what there's no Rangers of Hearts in the Championship it's maybe a bit more plain sailing to get out of it I'll take the gamble because it's a big club with a lot of potential but you know I, 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 like Kenny's saying as well I just wonder whether Hibs will go the kind of left field route and just get some just pluck someone out of thin air Like Sunsport and Facebook for all the Scottish football latest but One appointment which was made this week was that the uh, name of uh, Richie Foran been named as the Inverness Cali Thistle Manager Kenny, were you surprised by that? He's obviously been a player there, injury, injury worries and problems over the recent years, but he's been promoted and been given the job in a four-year contract, which which was something that surprised me. I, I was less surprised uh, I'm getting the job as the length of contract. I, I think four-year contracts are at a premium in football management. It'll be interesting to see if Richie Foran sees out his four-year contract. I can only talk about Richie Foran as a player. He has a very uh, 
winning personality, very effusive guy. Um, if he can bring that into the dressing room, then uh, then there's no reason why you know it might not work out for Inverness. The thing that I think Inverness have done typically poorly handling the media side of it. I mean, Inverness should have in this week when there's not all that much going on domestically in Scottish football, they could have handled this with fanfare and trumpets, instead of which they issued what I thought was a really lukewarm statement about Richie Foran's appointment and made some vague noise about making him available to the media later in the month. Now, that may be a personal thing. Richie Foran might be on holiday, he might be doing coaching badges, we don't know, but I just thought it could have been handled a lot better by the club. I, I totally agree with you on that, Kenny. David, it does seem baffling that they give, they give a manager a four-year contract and yet they tell us nothing about it. Yeah, and I think even so much, I mean, I mean we, we all speak about the fact that you know we didn't get to go and speak to him and talk to him about it, but the fans surely want to hear. You know, there's a lot of Inverness Caledonian Thistle fans, not just in the north of Scotland, down here, I'm sure, down in Glasgow, that want to hear what he's got planned, you know, in terms of signing, style of play, all that sort of stuff. And, it's kind of saying they've got an open goal this week. So, I mean, there's not a lot happening domestically. Why not have your new manager, your sponsors, and everything plastered all over the papers, Sky, BBC, everything? But no, they didn't. I think I think it's a really, I think Inverness are at a real crossroads. I agree with Kenny in, in the sense that Richie Fawn always impressed me as a player. He was a winner in the park, good influence I think around players on the park, um, but fiery as well. Obviously, you know. There's, there's, there's you know, he's, he's had a few incidents with refs over the years, but I, I do think he was a good player. But I think this can go one or two ways for Inverness. You know, I think Inverness have lost so many players over the last 12 months. You know, you go back to Shinny, Watkins, Ferry, Ryan Christie, Miles Story's gone now, it's Greg Tansey going to fall him to Aberdeen, you never know. And I just think they've taken so many good players out of that team that if Richie Fawn doesn't get his recruitment right and get his players in, and that was something that John Hughes was constantly talking about, you need better players, you need to replace like for like. I think Inverness, given that Rangers are coming up, you've got Hearts establishing, you've got um, Ross County have overtaken Inverness now, I think Inverness could drop like a stone. And I think I think he has to get his signings right, otherwise I think they could be in danger next season. There were clearly issues there, Kenny, between John Hughes and the board mm-hmm. to come to the decision that they've made. Were you surprised by that? Because he, he did a good job. You look at it on paper, John Hughes was a good manager for that club. I think he was up to a certain extent. He was a good manager at the club. I think Inverness is a peculiarly run club at boardroom level. The suggestion I got was that John Hughes was trying to flex his muscles and the club didn't take kindly to it. So a parting of the ways in those circumstances was inevitable. But I do take your point is that John Hughes did some good things. I didn't always agree with much of what he said about his interpretation of how games had gone. A lot of the time it sounded to me as though he was watching a completely different game to me. I mean, as, as David said, it's a, a big test for uh, for Richie Foran in his first job. Is John Hughes, David, is he a lost in Scottish football? I think he's, um, <laughs> well, he's obviously a character. I think John Hughes, you know, I, I, I do think he did a good job there at Inverness, I must admit. I think he took Terry Butcher's team, I think he made them better, I think they played some good football. He wins the Scottish Cup, takes him into Europe. and. I understand, I, I, you know, I, I get the sense as well from speaking to people and everything you hear that he's, he's trying to flex his muscles, but see when you see guys like Danny Williams and James Vincent, for example, you know, I don't mean squad players from Inverness, but not the superstars, but Inverness can't match the wages in Deer off him, and then he sees Mel's story, the club's, you know, we did everything we can, he, he goes to Aberdeen, Tansy will probably go the same way, he's already lost Shinny, he's already lost Watkins, he's, you know, there's only so much one manager 
can take in terms of all these all these players. Let me talk about these top players, but just just running the mill players in his team, just getting punted or, or just not getting the money that they they want. So, will there be a loss to Scottish football? I, I think he'll get in quite quickly. I think his his reputation among the owners and, and chairmen across the country will have been enhanced by the fact that he won that cup. Well, Kenny McDonald and David Friel have enhanced their reputations today <laughs> with this podcast. Guys, thanks very much for listening. 